y'all it is your girl miss yak back with another episode of girl talk with miss yak on tonight's episode i have a special guest uh miss Brittany johnson is going to be joining us tonight now she is a licensed mental health counselor with over 10 years experience helping women stop self-sabotage heal from past trauma and create the life that fulfills them Brittany is also an author of of the book, Get Out of Your Own Way, 21 Days to Stop Self-Sabotage, and the host of Life Save Her, the podcast, all right? Now, y'all ladies out there, I know this is going to be a touchy subject for y'all because some of y'all just don't know how to get out your own way, for real, for real, okay? Let's be honest. So we're going to go ahead and bring my guest on in, and she's going to try to help us figure things out, all right? Here we go. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Now, we said we're going to talk about our women self-sabotage. Now, I have a couple of my own theories as okay. to why some women self-sabotage. But um, or, uh, we're going to go ahead and let you go ahead and tell us how it is, how it really is. So tell, tell the viewers and the listeners out there a little bit more about yourself and your background in this area. Sure. So um, a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, um, I was working with clients because I am a therapist by day. Um, and they kept saying that I was helping them like get out of their own way and I was helping them slay sabotage. And so I just kind of took it and kept it as like my name, so to speak. So I wrote a book about, you know, self-sabotage. Um, and then I sat and thought about with pretty much every client I worked with, no matter what they were actually coming in for, it all kind of boiled down to they were sabotaging themselves in some way. It might be because of their past trauma. It might be because of anxiety, but it still always kind of went back to it being about sabotaging themselves. Wow. And so that's kind of how I got into um, talking about it. And I've kind of shifted some from talking about just sabotage to going into the other areas that also impact other women or impact us as women. But yeah, that's, mm. that's, that's how I got into it. And it's just kind of stuck from there. So you just kind of fell into it, basically. Fell into yes, basically. <laughs> and I was like, I do not want to be known as a sabotage slayer, but then like it stuck because you know there's a whole other topic about sabotage and mm-hmm. you know white supremacy type stuff, and so I was like, I don't want to be known as something that's seen as less than. Right, right. But you know what you you can't you can't shake your calling, right? right Apparently, right. this is your calling, and they already put it on you, so might yeah. as well just go ahead and embrace it. Might as okay. well, might as well. Might as well. Now, I have another podcast that I do with um, DJ Whitebread. It's called The Singing Yak Show. And on that podcast, we did touch on how some females do like self-sabotage, in a sense. Yep. And the where, where we were going with that is a lot of women, and men too, actually, but a lot of women, they when they get into a series of bad relationships, mm-hmm. And then they finally end up getting a, a good, healthy one. Is they're so used to all that drama yep. that they start creating drama where there is none. Yes, and I will add to that that a lot of women, if you if they actually start digging in, whether they do it with a coach or by themselves or with a licensed therapist, you will find that you've been doing that since you were a child. 
You might have oh, grown wow. up in a house where there was chaos or where you saw the adults around you always having to solve some type of conflict or always needing something or it's almost right. It's almost just right. Like you will be able to look back and see that that's been there your whole life. And so, yes, you, we are comfortable in whatever we're comfortable in, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, we get comfortable. Mm. And so you start looking for like, wait a minute, love only means if they're not calling me back every day, if they're not blah, blah, blah. So you start trying to create it so that it can go ahead and happen. And then you can fulfill the prophecy you already set forth. Wow. Now, the fact that you say it starts as early as childhood, now that never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I always just assumed it just was, you know, a series of unfortunate, you know, relationships. And that's where it stemmed from. But yeah. just saying it goes a little even further than that. Yes. For some people, it's not everybody. But for the majority of people that I've met that self-sabotage, we trace it back to childhood experiences. We trace it back to early relationship experiences. So maybe if it wasn't like your your home, if you had a boyfriend or girlfriend when you were you know, a teenager and that mm-hmm. started the process of you getting in and out of these relationships or situations, because we also do it with our friendships. It's not just romantic yeah. partners. Yeah, yeah. And then what about instances where, you know, individuals, they have talent. They have these skills to be successful and whatnot, yeah. but they have all these naysayers that are saying, no, you can't do what you, you ain't never going to be about nothing. You ain't this, you ain't that. And they mm-hmm. start believing it and they have all these opportunities, but they kind of like shoot themselves in the foot. Yep. They'll, or they'll sit them on the shelf for forever. Yeah. So, yeah. So in my book, I actually categorize self-sabotage into three categories. Because there's tons of examples, but like from my research with clients and just even outside of that, it's perfectionism, it's that not good enough, and then it's Mm -hmm. an imposter syndrome. Those are the Mm -hmm. three categories that people typically fall in, either one or all three, um, that leads to self-sabotage. So you're right, having naysayers will definitely lead to you thinking that you're not good enough. It might even be Mm -hmm. something as simple as like somebody told you one time that something you did wasn't right and so that planted the seed that you're not good enough right you may have grown up or or not even let me not just say grown up you might be in a space where people tell you if it's not perfect don't put it out because you don't want to be looking stupid you don't want to be yada yada and so here comes that perfectionism well let me wait until it's just right let me wait you know and then with imposter syndrome we know that's like the playground of playgrounds right so how many degrees do you have how many certifications have you taken how many trainings have you taken right you know yeah so you 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 don't have the 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 background the educational background certifications to back you up so what make you think you can do it Uh uh-huh and even when you do have it Mm -hmm. because of different different situations you may have every certification known to man for this particular field but just because somebody else says well are you sure? Or even within you, you're like, you know what? I don't really know if I do. I'm not confident enough yet to do that. So I must be an imposter. Somebody, I'm just waiting for the person to come and say, girl, you know, you fooling these people. You don't really have what you have. You don't know what you think you know. So, yeah. That is, that's, that's interesting. Cause I mean, cause I see it, you know, and I've, I've seen those two particular examples that I gave you is what I Mm -hmm. see most common. Um, in my life anyway. And so, I mean, so what do you do? I mean, because in some instances, those naysayers are your family. So it's like, what, what, what do you do? 
listen, I uh, <laughs> trying to think about how. Let me just say it. I teach, get it out, girl. Listen, I, the people that I work with, whether it's coaching or therapy, I teach them that your voice is the most important. So even within your family, you still need a circle of people that you trust. And everybody, just because their family doesn't get to be in that circle of trust. So yeah. when you create that circle of trust or the people that you want in your circle, that's the only people that you're listening to. If you if you need a sounding board, mm. everybody else is out. And I like sometimes, that. Sometimes your mama's not even on your sounding board. Facts. Sometimes your sister is not. You know what I mean? Like Right. Yeah. Sometimes there's nobody in your family. You might be in a situation where you're like, you know what? I've seen what you all do and and what you all haven't done. I can't take I can't take advice from that. I can't do that. No. Like, <laughs> who who are you to tell me what I can and cannot do? Exactly. And you still over there living off of boo boo, the fool and them. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my yeah. goodness. Because so okay, so so. Outside of, you know, creating your own circle, your, your mm -hmm. circle trust, basically, what are some other steps that somebody can do to take towards getting out of that, that self-sabotage cycle? Yeah. So the first thing is the awareness and identifying what, what are the things that you're saying, what are your sabotage tactics, right? Is it that your partner is making you feel too safe and you're not used to that? Is it that you, you know, that you are used to a poor communicator. Now you have a healthy communicator and you're, you're like not sure what to do. So the first step is identifying what is it? What, what's my trigger? What mm -hmm. triggers me to, to start that cycle? And then it's also knowing what is my cycle. So what are my, what are my levels? What are my steps? What do I do when I'm about to sabotage something? How do I start? Mm -hmm. Right. You know how we've seen those memes or TikToks are like, you know, I just find it funny. Is that your, is that your entry point to you're about to sabotage something? Cause you find it funny. As opposed oh. to saying, I think, I feel, this has been my experience, right? So identifying what is your thing that that you're doing. And then it's about how can I meet that need without needing to sabotage? Mm. So if I'm worried that my person is too safe, yeah. let me have a conversation with them about, you know what? I'm not used to this. So before I dump my mess on you, let me take a step back, not from you, but just let me take a step back to get used to somebody treating me differently. So what does that look like then? It just take a step back. Yeah. It would be for you to really look at and say, you know what? What are my identifiers that somebody's unsafe? So if I'm looking at my past relationships, what did those people do that let me know I wasn't safe with them? And then I'm going to look, is this person, my new person, are they doing any of those things? And when they're not, that's when you start talking to yourself like self. I'm a firm believer in talking to yourself. Self, mm -hmm. girl, sis, it's, he's not, he or she's not doing that. They're right. not doing what the other one did. They're not them. <clears throat> so that that's that's interesting. So you're basically taking like a, a self inventory. Yep. Right. Because it's all on you. It's not the other person. Mm. Man, I. Viewers and listeners out there, man, I'm trying to tell y'all, we, we about to start preaching up in here, okay? Because, you know, and it's it's funny that, you know, I have you on tonight because, mm -hmm. you know, not too long ago, I was in church and my pastor had the way he kind of touched on this subject, but what he had said was, you got to put those people on airplane mode. 
those naysayers that keep yeah. coming at you and telling that you can't do this and that and the other because you got to put them on airplane mode because if you listen to them, right, they're not going to help you get to your destination. He's He is true about that. I just am, I am not a fan of coping or band-aiding things. Mm. I, am, I am a get to the root, figure it out, clear it out, be done. So for me, putting someone on airplane mode isn't addressing my my mental space of why I'm allowing them even to be in here. So okay. if for creating these these places for, to put these people, then I won't need to put them on airplane mode because they can come and say, "Girl, you know you can't do that." And I'm gonna go through my inventory. Are they on my list of VIPs? Oh, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> okay, okay. I may not, and then that's it, right? They don't even get to stick. Whatever they say does not get to stick. Only my people that I've identified I trust in yeah. that way get to say things to me. And I actually stop, pause, think about it, and see if I need to do something different. If you're not on that list, okay. Now, if you have, okay, let's say you've gone ahead and you've established this list. Mm -hmm. You have your list of VIPs in your life. Mm -hmm. Your trusted advisors, so to speak, right? Yep. And, and they're telling you, they're giving you good advice. They're, you know, trying to, you know, help you go down the straight path to your, your destination, your goals and your dreams and whatnot. And no, it doesn't matter how many times they give you this good advice. You've got to believe still, it. You still self-sabotage. It's because that's because self-sabotage is on you. It doesn't matter who's saying what. It truly doesn't matter who's saying what around you. It's what do you believe about you? Mm. And so if you oh. don't believe that you're good enough to do it, then it doesn't matter what anybody says. If you don't think the thing is ready because it needs to be perfect, it doesn't matter what anybody says. If you don't think that you have enough skills, qualifications, experience, knowledge, it won't matter what anybody says. Wow. And because so you believe that way, oh, sorry, I was going to say, because you believe that way about yourself, it's easy for you to listen to the naysayers because mm -hmm. they're just agreeing with what you already think about yourself. Oh, ouch. Sorry. Ouch. Ouch. Oh, yeah, she got y'all with that one. She got y'all with that one. Oh, okay. So if I'm already, let's say that, let's say it's me. I'm mm -hmm. speaking, which it ain't, but let's just say it's me. Okay. <laughs> and I say, you know what? I I, I don't believe it. I'm, I'm never going to be about, about anything. I can't do this. I can't step out on my own and whatnot. It doesn't matter at all. I have my circle of friends that are supporting me and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't do it. I'm just not going to be able to ever, ever do it. And how do I, you know, as this person that is continuing to self-sabotage myself, what are some steps that I can take to change my mindset? I've so got the circle of friends. Your self-talk, the way you talk to yourself. Mm. So maybe some self-affirmations. Mm -hmm. Affirmations work. Um, one of my favorite ones is to ask myself, would I say this to eight-year-old me? But I say this to an eight-year-old little girl. Then if I wouldn't fix myself to say you're never going to be anything to a child, then there's no way I can say it to me. Mm, okay. Okay. I like where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. All right. And I don't say treat people or treat yourself how you want to be treated because if you grew up or if you've experienced so many bad relationships, you may not think you deserve to be treated well. So I say treat yourself how you would want a, to treat a child or how you would have wanted to be treated as a child. Okay. Okay. So for you, it would be changing that self-talk. So 
and my my other thing is what's the evidence what is the evidence that you're not good enough and you need to give me some concrete reasons that you're not good enough Mm. and if they're not concrete then they don't exist wow and see i'm with you i'm with you there because my mindset is and you know when i talk to people and they come to me with this negative attitude this negative mindset you know this defeatist attitude and whatnot and I take I take it turn I try to change it around for them and, and whatnot. I try to like flip it a little bit. And I'm like, do they pay your bills? Are are you sleeping with this person? Mm-hmm. Do they have anything coming into your household? If the answer is no, forget what they got to say. It's easier said than done, though, because if you are a person who has always let the gallery tell you how to feel. If you are a person that has always let other people decide what you think, what you feel, then it's it's almost impossible right away to be able to do that. Wow. Because you're not used to that. Wow. And sometimes that's sometimes that is from childhood, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. that is from just life experiences, especially if you've been a person that has tried multiple things that were not successful for whatever reason. It mm-hmm. does plant in your brain that like you're not capable, you can't do it, you're gonna fail. And so it'd be a matter of being able to reframe every experience that you've had to say, did I fail or did I learn? And even if I failed, what did I learn so that right. I can do something different the next time? Right. And I think that's what makes me different from individuals like that as well. Cause I look at it from the other perspective. Okay, what did I learn from this? What can I do differently next time? Right. So that's the kind of male mindset that I have. And I think what also sets me apart as well as I'm stubborn. So it's like, you can tell me that I can't do something to you blue in the face and I'm going to sit there and show you that I can. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. that's just my, <laughs> that's just my personality. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, shoot. Cause I, I said, I told, I told my, um, my significant other, my boyfriend, I said, look, I have been trying to get a get a remote job all year. I've been on all kinds of interviews all year. Had got glowing reviews from all my interviews, but that wasn't with somebody else. And then I had got a verbal offer for one position okay. to go remote, and then it fell through. But by the time it fell through, I had already started getting my office together, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, but you know what? I'm not going to send this stuff, this furniture back, because you know what? I'm going to get me a remote job. Yep. I, I claimed that I'm going to get me a remote job. And guess what? In three weeks, I will be starting my remote job. <laughs> okay. Congratulations. Yes. For not giving up. <laughs> exactly. Cause, and that's my, that's the type of person that I am. I'm, I'm stubborn. When I set out to accomplish something, I'm going to keep on trying and keep on trying, keep on trying. And see, that's a great skill. If you're an entrepreneur of any sort, because mm. you are already listening to your own voice and knowing I can do it regardless. Yeah. Where some people don't have that same experience. They come into it from the, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure. So then they start seeking validation. And, you know, depending on where they seek it from, that's yeah. also another form of sabotage. Because if you're going to places where you know they're going to tell you that you're not good enough, you're just mm-hmm. sabotaging yourself. Right. And so that, yeah, that that is interesting. Because I, I know it's, it's very easy, you know, to kind of distance yourself from, work-related acquaintances and, mm-hmm. you know, our, our friends and associates and whatnot, but it's harder when it comes to family. And I, I, I've even had conversations with this one young lady a few years ago, and she was in a, you know, a, a situation, someone along those lines where 
family member kept, you know, uh, putting her down and whatnot. And and I told her, I said, you know what? Sometimes you you can't take everybody where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you got to cut certain people off. And sometimes those people are family members, you know, because mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, you know, just because they family don't mean they mean the best for you. Exactly. Not to mention that also is a part of sabotage for some people. If you are, if if your family is here, and and by by somehow you get here, mm-hmm. you don't you no longer fit in in a sense. And so no. a lot of people will sabotage themselves so that they can stay in that same family environment. Yeah. So then it becomes a thing of you being able to say, "Can I be okay with being the only one in my family to be at this status?" Mm. And then you go create community with other people that are on your level. You don't look down on your family, but mm-hmm. it is about being able to recognize, understand, and accept you're here because of your experiences or your education or your job or what have you, your mindset, and they may still be here. And we want to fit in with our family. We want to be able to be still in that space. But sometimes you have to learn how to play both sides, mm. meaning yeah. you can still go around your family and cut up with the best of them, but you also know how to go be in your other circle where, you know, doing the things that are more aligned with where you are. And I went through that when I first became a therapist, you know, because when I became a therapist, you know, there's all these codes of ethics that we have. And, you know, we have a duty to report any type of child abuse, child neglect, anything, you know, going on. And sometimes in family situations, they technically will be doing stuff that goes against the law of, you know, child protective services or whatnot. Yeah. And so, you know, I had to really sit with, how do I still be able to be in this family environment not and, and not have to go, you know, my work environment and report every single thing that was going on? Wow. Wow. And so sometimes that, that's that a tough place to be in. You know what? It was, but then but then it got easy because then it was like, this is my family and I'm going to have a conversation with them about what they're doing and let them know like, hey, technically this is what this needs to look like. And give them a chance to, you know, get it together. But yeah. I also would leave. If I knew that the cousin that was going to be doing all the illegal stuff was coming, let me just go on and leave. Yeah, just take yourself out of that situation yeah, altogether. Just go ahead and leave. So that way we don't even have to worry about either one of us being uncomfortable. Wow. Because they're not ready to change their stuff. And I'm not going to give up on my stuff either. So it but is what it is sabotage right like if you get around people who aren't used to you being stubborn they will do all the types all types of things to tell you that you don't fit in and so then you have to decide am i okay with staying over here on team alone or do i want to let go of my dreams and goals to be in this family space or in this friend group yeah yeah wow that's they say what hashtag adulting um <laughs> <laughs> It's really rough. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, because you know, I see, you know, and even in reality TV where mm-hmm. you have like celebrities, you know, they get to this higher status now, right? And but then you always see like there's some type of family member that's always calling them asking them for money or or uh-huh. you know, talking bad about them. You ain't this and you ain't that, and you think you're better than this and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right. So you I, you see it a lot with celebrities as well, um, on, on reality TV and whatnot. I remember and, Tisha Cole's show when she had that show years ago. Mm-hmm. The singer Keisha Cole and I yeah. remember seeing her family like really dragging her through the mud because she wasn't trying to take care of everybody, right? And their kids, 
Right. Yeah. And that's insane. That's what they really expect you to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you made it out the ghetto, so you want to take care of everybody. Yep. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. You ain't helped me get out the ghetto. And even if you did, I can't always come back to this. No, exactly. I mean, look at how many people we see, you know, celebrities that go back to their hoods and then they end up getting killed. Right. You know, so like we have to think about those things. And is that a part of sabotage? Oftentimes it is. Right, like, right. Right again, it goes into that. I need to still fit in with my family of origin or my my base, mm-hmm. even though I don't have that lifestyle anymore. And I guess it kind of it's kind of goes back to just a, a sense of maybe um loneliness, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like you you want to elevate and you know that you need to separate, but to do so can be very lonely at you know, lonesome. At times, mm-hmm. so it's like, how do I do? I, how do I cope with that? It depends on the individual, honestly, right? So you'll have some people that are like, you know what? I'm gonna just keep going back to my family. I'm not gonna stay, but I'm gonna go back and still be a part and be my, you know, be be that over there. But I'm gonna still go live and do over here. And then you have some people that cut it, just cut the people off completely because they can't handle it. And then you have others that give it all up. So that they can stay in that same space. Wow. So it really depends on the individual and what their goals are and how dedicated to their goals they are and how much internal support they have as well. Wow. Yeah. And, and are you willing to live a life of regret? Mm, no, thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> Because, I mean, ultimately, that's what's going to end up being. If you decide that you want to give up elevating yourself and your lifestyle to stay where everybody else is, then, yeah, you, it's only, you're going to live a life of a bunch of woulda, coulda, shouldas. Uh-huh. And then right. as soon as they do something different, you're going to be angry because you gave it all up for them and they didn't do the same for you. Exactly. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of layers to sabotage, really. When you really wow. start digging into it, there's a lot of layers. Wow. So in, on, on average, in your experience as a therapist, how how long does it take for someone to change their mindset? Uh, it, it depends. But like my book is, you know, called Get Out of Your Own Way, 21 Days to Stop Self-Sabotage, because we know it takes 21 days on average to create a new habit or break mm-hmm. a habit. Mm-hmm. So you can do it in 21 days, right? But it typically will take longer. And it also depends on what it's tied to. What root is it tied to? Because if it's a trauma root, then we've got to clear the trauma. If it's anxiety, then we've got to get you some stuff in place to manage anxiety. If it's depression, then we've got to do something with that too. That, mm-hmm. you know, so that it is easier to do. But it can be anywhere from 21 days. So I've had people that take a few years because there's so many layers Wow. Why they're sabotaging. Goodness, goodness. So tell the listeners and viewers where they can find your book. So my book is available on Amazon. It's also available uh, on my website, BrittanyAJohnson.com. Um, and it's available for purchase. All right. Well, y'all heard it, y'all. Now, I know we didn't send y'all a couple of zingers tonight. Okay. You know, but that's okay. Go ahead and get your, your band-aids out. That's Just right. go ahead and catch yourself up. It's going to be all right. Uh-huh, right, uh-huh. because we have goals, we have dreams that we want to fulfill, and yes. sometimes you know those family members, those friends, uh, your significant other, even uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they're not meant to go with you on this journey. 
Yeah, or so, they're going to go with you in a different way on your journey. Yeah, they perhaps. just may not have a front row seat. They might exactly. be in the back seat. They might have to ride coach. Yep. Okay, and, and that's okay. It All is. right, that is that is very very okay. We don't have to sit there and take everybody first class with us. That's that's quite all right. You have to do what you have to do is go ahead and get to a, a self where you can make peace with it for yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. So because we want to live abundantly, fruitful and abundantly yes. uh, in our life, uh, whether we take, you know, everybody with us or not, because guess what? Even when you, <laughs> even when you get up there, you still got bills to pay. So you can't feed everybody. Okay, <laughs> it, it is what it is. You cannot feed everybody. <laughs> no, they feed everybody. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you can't be trying to get the biggest mansion up on the hill and having everybody move up in there with you because guess what? The electricity bill is going to be a real nice and fat. Okay. The and water bill. Like what you like. like. Okay. <laughs> Them utilities is gonna kick your rear, your 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 rear, your hind parts, mm -hmm. so to speak. Okay, that grocery bill is gonna be outrageous. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> because you know they ain't pitching in on nothing, nothing at all, not a thing. So, all y'all out there that's watching and listening, please be sure to go ahead and get Brittany Johnson's book on Amazon. And what's the name of that book? One more time, please. Get out of your own way. Twenty-one days to stop self-sabotage. There you go. Y'all heard it right there on Amazon.com. Go check her out. You guys, thanks so much for tuning in tonight for another episode of Girl Talk with Ms. Yak. As always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and tune in every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Until next time, y'all take care.